Ladies and gentlemen. Pacific Sound Radio. Hello and welcome to Pacific Sound Radio, your go-to source for everything happening in the Vancouver music scene. I'm James Olson. We're back with another installment of Quarantine Edition. We'll be joined by vocalist-guitarist Kyle Leeming, bassist John Allen, and drummer Evan Cam of Lazy Ghost. Lazy Ghost are a psychedelic surf rock band from the world-famous resort community of Whistler, B.C., since 2016, the band has made a name for themselves playing sold-out shows in and around Whistler and have grown a devoted international fan base thanks to successful tours in Western Canada and Australia. The band's 30-date North America spring-summer tour was understandably cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, so Lazy Ghost decided to redirect their energies into writing and recording a new EP. Lazy Ghost's next EP, titled Hungover Hopeful, is set for release on August 21st, 2020. So, we'll just do a quick round of introductions for our listeners. Uh, who are we spe- all speaking with today? Uh, my name is Evan, and I play drums in Lazy Ghost. My name is Kyle, I sing and play rhythm. I'm John, and I play bass. And how has the band been holding up during these crazy, ridiculous adjective times uh well the start it was a pretty bit of a drunken time bit of a sad time um because it was supposed to be on tour and we weren't allowed to be so it was pretty sad but uh we started writing music when we got together where we could get together and uh we're good now It it was a rough time for the first beginning for sure happy sad happy sad yeah so Kyle, you're from Australia, and Evan, you're from Ottawa, and John, I actually don't know where you're from, but I imagine you're not from Ottawa or Australia. How did all of your paths cross? No, I'm from Newfoundland. Newfoundland. There you go. Uh, I'm... There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Newfoundland. Uh, I'm, I joined the band last year. They put an ad on Craigslist, and I responded <laughs> to it. Luckily, it was a pretty good fit. We're uh, good buds. It's a classic love story, really. It's a classic, yeah. Craigslist. <laughs> Classifieds. And Kyle, how uh, how did you and Evan cross paths? Uh, the internet as well. <laughs> uh, it was like on, on Facebook, I posted a video of me singing. And then one of our mutual friends made us meet. And uh, yeah, we just from there, we did that. that really? Was, that was it. Yeah. yeah, and I understand you two are the you know the 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 first two uh members to to form the band what was some of the music that you bonded over when you started assembling the group uh a lot of a lot of australian styles like uh a lot of surf rock sort of stuff indie music like sticky fingers and ocean alley and um a lot of those similar bands over in oz yeah skeggs skeggs king giz king giz yep dope lemon dope lemon yep a lot of australian music that is something that I noticed while I was listening through your back catalog in preparation for this interview. The Australian rock influence is very strong in your sound yeah. and the image. It's very hard to overlook. Uh, this is a very broad question, but I've, I've asked this of a, a few other Australians we've had on the, on the show. What do you think it is that Australia is doing so right when it comes to you know keeping rock music alive and exciting? There's just so many bands that I can think of off the top of my head that are just, you know, kind of the pinnacle right now. I just think Australia has such a good base for, you know, playing live music. There's so many venues that'll happily have you. You know, we've played in a, a shitty little snooker world place in Australia, and they, they're happy to have us and fill it with people and, you know, just in a corner. And anywhere is happy to have music. Yeah, their gig scene's pretty Gig scene's pretty pretty awesome. Just, oops. Whereas in Vancouver, we have a hard time finding a venue that will have yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> dude, totally. Find a, find a place to play. Yeah. It's insane. The Oz music scene's way bigger and like for smaller bands, and they pay top dollar. Yeah. Like the cruddiest little bands get like 
$35 tickets for say, and they pack out. It's awesome there. Yeah. The venues are awesome. It's so big and cheap to book. It's great. That's probably why their scene is killer. Hmm. It's just just as good support. Man, it's really good. Radio good. stations. Like, radio stations play cool you stuff know, too. Anyone's any they'll ha- any they'll have you on any thing, no matter how small you are or whatever. Whatever you do on the radio stations are pretty supportive on you know local ones. Like Byron Bay had us, you know, just. Have instantly. you guys uh, had an yeah. experience on the east coast of Canada? Absolutely not in person. Um, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't being there. I'm there. Yeah, I've we, always liked the East Coast bands too, like Nova Scotia. I guess you know a lot more about that, but I, I love like, even like back in the other like Sloan and like the East Coast exposure growing up. I always thought it was like so much more rock and roll. I love Winter Sleep too. I guess that's my only East Coast name drops right now. But it was all the whole thing was booked. The tour we were gonna hit, pretty much every province except for a lot of the East Coast ones. But we were gonna play a few nights in Newfoundland too, or was it one night? so we were going to have a ton of uh, east coast fun and then dip down into the states and stuff and make our way back to the west through the states but uh tbd i guess i don't know it's just kind of all on hiatus like some of the bars we were scheduled to play have closed permanently since Mm. since covid and stuff so it sucks yeah um i I definitely want to get into to all of that i'd love to kind of dig a little bit more into your 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 history since I haven't had you on the had a chance to have you on the on the show before the the band you know of course you guys are based out in Whistler you've really cut your teeth out there and Whistler is one of the most popular winter sports resorts uh, in BC I'd art I'd argue almost in the in the world what has it been like gigging at the at those type of bars it's certainly a different scene than playing in Vancouver. Uh... <laughs> wild man um i think it i think it completely shaped our live performance and what we what we do on stage everywhere else and yeah (laughs) it's crazy here like we had (laughs) we had like a sunday residency at like a bar in town for like a year and a half we play every single sunday and it it was just like not only is that like a lot of gigs (laughs) we did like hundreds there Literally, like three hours a night every Sunday, but it grew. It was just like such a chance to like grow the scene, like to this, to the point where you had to show up to the bar like eight o'clock to get in, kind of deal, and that was so good. And then Whistler's like this like airport of people that come and stay for a little bit and then go home, and then like it's just like honestly going on tour because you just play to different people every Sunday, and then they fly off, just spread these little seeds everywhere. So then you go and play in Oz, and it's just like these people are like, oh, I used to see you every Sunday at Tapley's, and they have like the old shirts we have, like haven't sold in like a year. It's really cool. Mm. So it was like hitting the road from home. It was absolutely exhausting <laughs> every single week doing the same thing. But that was kind of the scene out here. Like it's Whistler's really like regimented in its party schedule. It's like Monday you have to go here, Tuesday you have to go here. So we became one of those like two do nights, and it was like, man, we couldn't keep shirts in stock. It was just so easy to sell them to all the drunk people and. It just kind of spiraled and was sweet and good money too. So it was like pretty easy. Instead of like working a circuit in a city, it was just like. that. That's awesome. And that's something that I know is, uh, you know, being a uh, like the, the house band for a venue is something that it, I guess it seems to be less common nowadays for bands. But I recall ra- randomly on a whim, I watched a documentary about the you know the 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 '80s hair metal band Twisted Sister, and they basically talked about how yeah they yeah they were they were like a house band at a couple venues, and they would play like at minimum five shows a week. They were just so aggressive about about playing literally every single day for years, just to like get to where you know even to begin being any sort of band that people people cared about. So it's really cool that you guys had that uh, have had that experience because. Yeah, it seems to be something that's just not nearly as common nowadays. And I'm curious totally. as to why it's that's really the case. It's a really tight-knit community. It's nice they didn't give us any like boundaries or borders of what to play, too. Like The whole evening was just whatever the hell you want to do. So we would just do these like stupid, long, extended jams or work on new material and just play whatever we wanted. It was so total creative freedom was pretty awesome, and it got really silly. So that really helped. Like It wasn't just like, you got to play like 15... <laughs> covers and maybe do one it was like we threw in covers for fun to fill the three hours but it was just like 
Man, sometimes we would just space jam the first set and not mm. even play anything, you know what I mean? Honestly, it was so just loose. Every show is always yeah. different. Yeah, sometimes we didn't have a bass player. We never had set lists. <laughs> That's just, funny. Right? They were wild, man. It was awesome. They'd tear the bar apart. For a while in this studio, we had like part of the walls they like tore off one night and we like brought it back. They're pretty wild. Which is a really tight-knit community too, so like if it's the night of the week, like you know everybody that's going to go and it just kind of like grows and grows. So it's not like... It'd probably be easier here to do that than in some, like a bigger city, hmm. I suppose. It's been interesting bringing the live show that we do here to other places because, you know, when yeah. you go to Calgary or something, they're used to seeing a regimented show. But when we would play, uh, we bring our show that we do here or there. And it's pretty obvious that we're up, up there having a, a ton of fun. So the crowd is also out for a night out. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's not as uh, structured or I don't know, it's a beautiful like chaos to watch yeah 75 percent good music 25 percent like comedy <laughs> it is a little bit of a roving comedy yeah, yeah. depending on the night this there's a lot of sets i'll leave the stage and go pee <laughs> <laughs> or bring the whole audience on stage or bring the whole audience on mood. stage or change it to a samurai outfit break every mic stand this might be a hard question then but what has been your wildest show to date? Oh, Whoa, good question. Oh. What's the dumbest thing that's happened on him? I don't know. We found Sun this like world. we found this like uh, on our way to our last van show. We we stopped the Squamish thrift store and we found like a karate outfit with a white belt. And Kyle started wearing it on stage halfway through. He'd leave the stage and come back. We started calling him Sensei, and then we all learned the background track for everybody was kung fu fighting. And all of a sudden, Kyle would come out and start doing kung fu, and the whole crowd would start going, oh, 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 oh. I always loved those. And it would <laughs> it go on for good. like half an hour, too. Yeah. Of like a headline set. So it was like half an hour is just a kung fu karate class those where you just drink beers. That was pretty fun. That, uh, skipping back to that, that snooker world uh, one in Australia, <laughs> the sound guy was like squealing my mic, and like just, he, he just wasn't the best, which is fair enough, whatever. Not, not everyone's the best at things. Um, but we nearly got into a fight on the stage. He was he was telling me how to like sing through my mic, on the stage. We nearly we, at six p.m. <laughs> I'm hammered, absolutely hammered. And he's just he, we nearly got into an actual physical physical brawl mid set. <laughs> yeah, at a, at a billiards bar. At a billiards bar <laughs> at six p.m. It was like Thursday or something. <laughs> People started bringing like inflatables to the shows too and crowd surfing on them. Yeah. So you'd see some guy on like an Explorer 200 like standing up. Yeah, like, like with little, paddles just like... Yeah, <laughs> that was a cool trend before COVID. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, like three people high uh, on your shoulders. Yeah. Three people high. A lot of crowd surfing. A lot of shoeies like too. Like standing. People drink a lot of beer from their shoes at our shows. It kind of became like a thing. And so people would compete and uh, like rush stage and do it and stuff. It's very fun. <laughs> we yeah. did a mullet competition one time where... <laughs> There's been a lot of antics. We've yeah, for a while. The, we could keep going. <laughs> the mullet competition was enjoyable. Well, I, I, I was gonna say, from what I understand, because one of my one of my friends who I'm in a band with right now, he's been to Australia a few times uh, doing a shoey. That's that's kind of an Australian thing, as far as I understand. Yeah, super, super Australian sure. thing. They love uh, pouring beer in their shoes and drinking it. Yeah, I've done a bunch too. One time when I was at Brisbane, some guy got on stage to do a shoey. Someone in the audience threw a shoe at him, hit him in the head. That random shoe bounced off the guy's head and landed near me and the drums. And then I did a shoey out of the random shoe and threw it back into the audience. And the guy who threw the shoe caught the shoe. We talked about it after the gig. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It's a super Australian thing. That's crazy. And, you know, since you guys are... <laughs> it was really silly. Since, There's no show that's the same. It keeps it, keeps it interesting for us on, this, on, the, on the stage, which is good. Yeah. Hundred percent. Since you guys, you know, you you live in you live in Whistler, Whistler, you're very much of the culture. Are you skiers and snowboarders yourselves? Hell yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. That's why I moved out here. It's so good living here, and it's so nice being so close to Van because like a gig rolls around, it's like pretty much right there, and then you just live in the mountains and it's super snowy and awesome. And it's been pretty mellow living here during COVID too. Like it's. Not crazy paranoia like the city. It's pretty... I mean, there's fears, but it's it's just a nice, smaller community that's, you know, weekdays, really, really mellow. So that's been lovely.
Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how's the community been handling the whole situation? Well, <laughs> pretty well, man. Like, it's it's not like Mask City when I go to the grocery store. It's just like mild social distancing and pretty pretty chill. Uh, everything closed down in the beginning, but like all the bars and everything are open. Um, weekends are psycho busy, but I think people are starting to like get out and stretch their legs a little bit, which is kind of cool. What's really different is it's all like Canadian people in Worcester now. Like, there's not this huge influx of like. Australian travelers and U.S. travelers and like Britain travelers and those wild tour buses full of just like camera laden people. It's just like Canadians coming up for the weekend. So it's kind of chill. Yeah, I think what's what's happening, especially this year, this is one of those cases where man, you gotta love living in BC, where you're like, oh, I at least have places to go this summer within my own province since I can't travel anywhere else. Oh man, yeah, totally. We just went to Tofino and went surfing. And then came back here, and you get to go camping and stuff. It's it's could be a lot worse. For sure, Whistler is, you know, also officially, unofficially regarded as a haven for Australian winter sports fanatics. How has the band been able to use that connection to help build a following? The music, <laughs> yeah. I guess when Aussies come here, they kind of expect live music like back home. That's yeah. why the scene got so sweet for us here. They go to gigs, and it's crazy. Like yeah. it's not that like begging your friends to go to a gig style like yeah. I always had growing up and like auto and shit. Like Australia, it's like there's a gig, people go. Yeah, in droves. It's wild, man. They really rally around it. So having them here means you're gonna have a community that supports live music. Yeah, like you know, this could use a few of them around in Vancouver, and it's. They just like it. They yeah. like it. It's great. They pay for it. They buy shirts. Yeah. It's a good, good music supporting community, man. It's just really far away. Yeah. So touring there is far. The band also has a healthy following on most major social media platforms, and you've garnered more than a million plays on Spotify. Uh, how do you guys engage with your fans, and are there any best practices that you'd share with other local musicians. I mean, you guys are, in my opinion, kind of killing it in that regard. Um, do, do a lot, do a lot, gig, gig, do a lot, do everything as much as you can be present. Gig so much. Have presence always in everything. Just gig. I don't know. I don't know. We just played so damn much. That's all we did in like the first year and a half or yeah. two being a band. It's just pretty gig. steady release of music as well. Like oh, we, yeah. we put out an album early this year, and we are already putting out a new EP. People yeah. kind of just expect content all the time I now, don't know. so bands have to work really hard to keep up with posting often to keep fans engaged and remembering that you're still there. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of like shoot a million different lures out we all just like <laughs> sit around and just discuss what the hell we're gonna do and it's just like yeah i don't know fish with many hooks but there's no formula it's just uh keep trying <laughs> i don't know and still not take, trying not taking yeah, it still too, trying not taking it too serious like we don't post that much like no. trying to be cool guys in leather jackets like <laughs> no. we are uh, hunky guys no yeah it's sort of just like funny i don't know people appreciate people real realness totally and, and yeah. like they see that you're real humans not trying to be something yeah. you're not. Yeah. I've been in so many bands where you have to take the hunky photo. You know what I mean? No one's smiling and like I'm squeezed into a leather jacket. I don't own a fucking leather jacket. Well, where's this leather jacket? Where do these boots come from? Exactly. We have we have band shots though where there's not even a, all of the band members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have, have fun. I like having fun. That's a good that's a good input. Yeah. I like that one. We I mean we fuck around a lot on the stage, so Yeah. I've always felt that music more than other arts respects um, integrity more. Mm. Mm-hmm. Truth. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. The thin veil of bullshit. People can people <laughs> yeah. can see through that. That, that, that thin layer yeah. of bullshit. If yeah. I was pretending to be, I do. Tom, I don't know, hunky leather jacket guy. Like people, my people will see. Like I, you're you're putting on that. Like you're obviously not that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Veil yourself bullshit veils <laughs> I like that even just you know because I, I had alluded to you know the the Australian rock influence being obvious in terms of what you guys are doing but it also being 
as to uh, what my producer Mark said, like the 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 integrity and the authenticity. I know you guys are genuine boarders and uh, skiers and snowboarders, and you live in Whistler, so it all kind of it all lines up. It's making sense. Yes. <laughs> the picture is becoming clear. Yes. Yeah. I can see clearly now. Yeah. The rain is gone. Go snowboarding. Surf rock. He's not a phone. <laughs> <laughs> you got moths in there or something? I know this will not translate to the podcast, oh, yeah, but... We have to open this door because the Wi-Fi from the house is shitty unless the door's open. So we got a bunch of skeeters yeah. in there. This is our... Uh, this is... This is our recording studio where we write and jam. It's just a shed, like ten foot by ten foot shed. It's not exciting, but we're in a shed right now, in a forest. I'm I'm literally in my producer's just living room right now. So yeah, my basement. Yeah, suite. basement suite. Yeah, the the band's toured Western Canada and Australia on two occasions. What uh, kind of like you know. What has been? What was the wildest show you've ever played? What's your favorite road story? Oh, number one. I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy to hear a bunch, so don't get hung up on the uh, number one. Okay. I get some more water. No, I'll stay. Uh, <laughs> you just try to run away from a question. Okay. That's uh, one more one. They're all really, really damn funny. I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I'm, my brain is racking so many gigs all at once. It's more the mayhem that occurs afterwards a lot of the time. I liked Melbourne last last Australian tour, uh, the last show of the tour. We got everybody on stage. We tried to get every single person in the audience on stage. Sound and every, every single mic stand got broken. The sound guy got really mad. And <laughs> I'm always, I'm drumming and I'm always sitting down and then I just lose everybody. That I can see, like, like it's hundred and fifty people. people, like trying, like climbing over each and, other to get on the stage, and it's like I'm it's always hard. like they're always knocking over my my like my cymbal stand, but then a, like a hole in the audience will open, and like four guys are holding it back up, and then like people will get their heads all around like my hi hats and shit, and I can't see any band members, I can only kind of hear them, and my monitors are all unplugged and kicked, and it's just absolute total chaos. The sound guy was really pissed though. The sound guy with just steam coming out of his fucking ears. Yeah. That was the last gig. That was I like doing that shit though. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. John doesn't like that as much. We, we used to do. <laughs> we used to you kind of gotta like move your pedals and like get ready because like it's happened a few times without prep. It was a hot move back in the day, back in the Tapley shows, like when we used to do the every every week when the show was going a little bit bad because it's such a fun time when everyone gets on the stage. But this one particular show, everything was going amazing. Everything was great. The crowd was having an awesome time. And we invited them on the fucking stage. And it's just, everything just got flung across the room. Yeah. It was, we used to, I was off the stage. Guys used to wrap, <laughs> they used to wrap their pedals in, uh, like, in, in like plastic wrap and shrink wrap and shit because of the beer. Because it was just insane. One time, in Vic- <laughs> one time we played in Victoria on the island, and uh, I was like really sweaty after, it and I went outside, and like remember that giant like five on five fist fight? Oh, like yeah. all these guys were just in this huge fist fight, and I was like, our rock made them fight. <laughs> we rule, but I don't think it was that. Yeah, but I was like a little proud. I was like, yeah, whipped you into a frenzy. Yeah, that was fun. Um, then it's yeah, you're right. It's usually after that's just wild. Like yeah, just you wake at up. the end. I think we just rile them up a lot, and then either we get really drunk and do funny things, or the uh, crowd does. I don't know. Yeah, someone always disappears. Well, disappears. Yeah, you got fun in the morning. Yeah, you're making me all nostalgic here. Like there was one. There was one night where we there, there, we played this really small bar at Edmonton, and uh, there was a. <laughs> There's a song. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't want this one? Oh, no. You John, John's yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this story. So so we uh, we started that we started that Western Canada tour thing you were talking about. We played uh, Edmonton yeah. that night. This is the night I'm talking about. Calgary next day. Edmonton. We play the show. It's packed out. There's like 94 people. This cap is 60. Manager's pissed, but he gave us this... Uh, oh, where's the sign? This Over little there. sign. He had the fucking... At the start of at the uh, the, the door. Oh, it's on the wall. I have to read off the sign for our <laughs> listeners just so they know what this. We have lots of funny memories. This is the, the this is the sign that uh, to to let the people know that it was sold out. This is the one sign above the door. <laughs> okay, so I'll describe <laughs> it for our listeners. So we've got like a uh, basically a paper 
uh, a paper sign that just says Lazy Ghost sold out written in, in Sharpie above the door. Like and that, that was it, though. Was there That's like a, a cherished memory. Was that a bouncer trying to keep anyone out, or is that just a little sign just saying, no, no, please? Oh, it was just the manager that was doing the bouncing, <laughs> the bottending, uh, the cleaning, oh, no. the, the everything. <laughs> Poor bastard. Anyway, we finished the show, and there's just it's just absolutely bumping them up with people just, just like this. Two of us end up having to jump out of a window to the front of, I think it was White Street. You didn't have to. You chose to jump out the window. <laughs> we chose to jump out the window. And I got stuck there. We jump out the window and there's, there's girls harassing Evan at the drum kit while he's trying to pack oh, up. poor thing. We end up... Uh, there's beer everywhere. We Evan, Evan and I went straight home to uh, to bed that night. Evan and... Uh, Jay and, uh, and John took off. Ended up... Uh, ended up losing John. To partying. Lost John until the next morning. At 11 a.m. we're having breakfast, having our last beers. It's like, John's gone. We have to leave him. We have to leave in the next 10 minutes to yeah, go to Calgary. Yeah, we, we did pull the trigger on leaving you. And we're like five minutes counting down. The phone rings. John's just like, I'm here. I'm finished partying. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. We're like, where the fuck have you been, dude? You know we what? have a show in like four hours. We you know have to drive we were? too. We were having a beer on the patio at Earl's inside the West Edmonton Mall. Inside That's a mall on the patio. Were. Yes. Yeah. So that was all right. And John just had a, uh, a grand old time. I stayed up late. Just stayed up late. <laughs> and just didn't fucking call till. Okay, you stayed up late the next night. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next night, I can't. I don't want anyone. Yeah, yeah. That was bad. Yeah. That's that's that. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. It was that's yeah. We nearly lost him anyway. <laughs> Close to I, leaving him there. I can see why John was uh reacted to the way he did when you started started telling the story. I was gonna yeah. say, John, have you seen the, the, the documentary on Lemmy from Motorhead? Yes. I love Lemmy. Yeah. I've seen him well, all. Well so so I'll, I'll just for the listeners' sake, just because I love mentioning rock stories, but like the way that uh Lemmy was kicked out of Haw- of Hawkwind was of Hawkwind, yeah, yeah. Was they left him at a gas station. I think that was in Ontario. That was in Ontario. Don't quote okay. me on it, but I remember that Hawkwind. I think yeah. it was like possibly Ontario. I might be full of shit, but yeah, yeah, I do love that story. And I actually liked Hawkwind too. And I love the explanation that Hawkwind gives. It's just like, oh, well, we were on acid and he was on speed. It just didn't gel. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. What do you what do you guys think your party stamina is as far as how many days can you party in a row? Ooh, great question. I like that. It's fucking low, man. It's it's, it's low. <laughs> Critical hit every hangover. Maximum two, and then you need a night off. Yeah, you gotta you gotta really eye up your your your. It's so hard. We're not we're not young we're not young pups tin. anymore. You know, we, we you gotta have a night on the waters too. Coffee and a tin. No, like honestly. I was when I was like doing the tour routing. I was like genuinely scared of some weekends. It was like Friday night Ottawa, where I'm from. Saturday night in Toronto downtown, and then Sunday night on a long weekend in Montreal. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking die that weekend. <laughs> and then it was like a week off, and then the next one was like uh, Halifax, and then fly to Newfoundland, and then spend two nights in Newfoundland. I was like, I'm gonna fucking die that weekend. <laughs> And then it was like, then you're eyeing it up to you. Like, okay, then we're going to drive to Boston. Then we're going to night off. It was like, okay, and rest then. So you're like planning your beers. It never works out. So party stamina is critical hit. Every hangover is like, want to die. I have no party stamina. We don't always sync up. It seems like, you know, yeah. each member will have their, their night. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that way. So there's at least some responsible drivers in the morning. And like one person can be hungover. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's very important. We take turns. If if every if the whole band gets uh, parties, then we wouldn't go anywhere. The tour yeah. would end. <laughs> the tour would end. <laughs> We'd be all still be in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at this yeah. side of the road. Out of the worst job. <laughs> I, I like that. I'd be working at the like, oh yeah, you gotta have at least one at the designated <laughs> <laughs> serving guys on that patio. We work at Denny's. <laughs> you guys driving a Whistler? Oh fuck! We go. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, good idea having at least one designated driver slash nurse. Nobody gets designated though; it's a total lottery. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a system. You're like, oh, oh that's smart. The the other four are just already fucked up. I guess I'll just 
it's not. Just, or he just someone's just always hungover. Yeah, whoever's like the best looking hungover dude, he he's good at hungover driving. He's just fired up on himself. We he's have a stoked. song about this we put out last week called "Hungover Hopeful," and the, all the lyrics are about being hungover on the road. <laughs> you just fucking really spat that out. Yeah, we literally just put the song out. Yeah. The line "Did we leave Jay behind?" is about leaving John behind yeah. in Edmonton. But it's funny because it's Jay. But John already got a shout out in the song, so we changed it to Jay. <laughs> That's some trivia for you. Speaking speaking of Jay, and I might be thinking of John, but it might be Jay. I I, I you know going through <laughs> going through uh, um, your history on 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 Facebook and stuff like that, and I saw. Uh, someone wound up passing out in a family's VW Jetta uh, at Squamish Music Fest <laughs> yeah, last that, year. Yeah, that's so a what's, funny uh, story. What happened there? Which, which well, one? That wasn't Jay. on tour. That was just out at That was just in Squamish, out. yeah. That was like our most liked photo ever on Instagram. It was uh, Jay got too drunk. and oh. uh, He lost his like wallet and his shoes and his glass at the Squamish Fest last year. Lost his wallet, his shoes, his hat, his glasses... And like his car keys, everything you could lose. Everything. And then he woke up shirtless in the back of like a, or in the front seat of some random Jetta, because there was a baby seat in the back seat. So he couldn't sleep back there. And he woke up and he got out of there and he realized he didn't know whose Jetta it was. And eventually he found where we were and he lost all his shit. So he's like, I'm going to go back to the house and see if they have my shit. And he went back to the house and knocked on the door and didn't get an answer, but he texted or he, he left, left a note. He left a note with his number that's like, "Hey, I slept in your car. Please let me know if you find anything." And uh, he got a text back, and that text back is our most liked photo of all time. I'll find it right now. Yeah, they sent a text to my phone because I drove him back because he lost house. his phone. Yeah, and I felt obliged to drive him back because about midnight the night before, I was walking downtown from uh, from my friend's house. And he was walking the other way, all all over the place. And I was like, "Hey, man, are, are you okay? Like, are you able to get home right now?" He's like, "Yeah, fuck you," and kept going. I was like, "Well, Which means no. you can get home. You can keep walking." That way. So this is the text back that he got from these random family Jetta's home. Hi, Jay. I'm the owner of the Jetta you slept in last night. We didn't find any of your belongings. Next time, try the hotel instead. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Oh uh, yeah. I saw that, that, that photo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Expensive weekend for your boy. Yeah. He wanted to see Half Moon Run so bad, too. And he got so blackout. He keeps being like, oh, were they? Were they good? It's like, yeah, it was really good. You were there. I don't know. I don't know why, but that reminds me of a, a, a great video I saw of a, of a guy who, you know, and he's, he's, he's filming this on his phone. He's like, yeah, so I woke up this morning and I found this... Uh, kid in a Beetlejuice pe- costume passed out on my couch. He's just like, hey, get out of my house. He's like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> he just like, out, and the guy just like looks around and just like, oh, go that way. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> Beetlejuice. What a nightmare. <laughs> hey man, I remember Halloween's oh. in college. Except I don't. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, obviously you guys had significant tour plans in, in place that were uprooted by everything else going on with the that damn pandemic. What, you know, allowed you guys to press on and work on some new material, which we're very happy that you, you, you've done, by the way. Um, you got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I like huddling down and writing stuff almost more than gigging yeah it's good it's great i like doing this stuff put a lot more energy into these new songs too a lot more back and forth of no deadline writing and no deadlines and we recorded and evan mixed everything in the shed yeah we recorded all here so it was free all the new stuff is free so we just completely did a whole covid at home everything here except for the mastering we sent the mastering away but everything was done here yeah. In, this, in this weird little room. We never would have learned we were capable of doing that without COVID. So, so yeah. now we have free recording forever at like the drop of a hat too, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. You can really sit back and throw a lot of shit out that you shouldn't put out. We throw out like two to one. For every song that comes out, there's like two that we argue about and then they just get scrapped. 
which is nice. Have that you know luxury. You know, you get to like come back in and be like, whoa, that's shit. Glad I didn't pay five hundred dollars like an hour for that. You know, you can get like, you can get like really stoned and just like go down the rabbit hole too, and just like if it's good, it's good. It's not whatever. It's pretty sweet. That is why we're gonna put out so much effort, and that's why COVID's happy sad. You know, because it's mm. it's nice creative times, and we're not always rehearsing for gigs. Practice sucks. Man, I hate rehearsing. I hate practicing. Yeah. We used to just play more gigs, so we, we never didn't had have to, to practice. We were just always gig ready, right? Yeah. We had like this just... huge repertoire. It's just like, all right, let's go. And now yeah. it's like, fuck, we gotta get, we gotta practice, you know? Yeah. It's like that Alan Iverson interview. We're talking about practice. <laughs> yeah. So now we don't you know we're not gigging, so it's just like, let's just write something weird, you know, get the fucking trumpet out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What if we verb it like this? You know, so it's just fun, man. <laughs> Way more fun. What if every note is in C? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love that shit. And uh, turn the lights out for this one. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, what's your setup like in the in the jam shed? Obviously, listeners can't see it, but I know you guys are calling us from the from the space. So I'm just curious, like, what you guys got got running in there and all that fun technical stuff. Um. We've got like like lofts above us that have just like all of our like <laughs> fire drum kit. Yeah, fire, fire drum, drum kit <laughs> right there. I have a lot of like really painted drum kit. So all of our like storage for like gigging, I guess, is up there. And then there's it's a lot of camping crud. There's uh, you know, just all our like amps and guitars, and it's basically just like a four cornered ten foot by ten foot shed that we've like carpeted out that just has. The most basic setup you can imagine with a bunch of shit on the walls that make no sense. And then uh, the yeah most basic recording gear yeah, you can think of. We don't have anything nice. We don't even have like an isolated vocal booth. Well, we have like, very nice like drum kits and amps and guitars and stuff. Really, it's the only nice things we have. Really, really basic recording shit. Yeah, like I have a pirated software I use from like 2006. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yes, it's not pirated. <laughs> it's like 20 bucks a month. Purchased legally. It. I just refuse. It crashes every two minutes. <laughs> We're, we're pirates. Honestly, Your it's, it's pretty basic, but like you can finesse things now for no money and no skills. The the digital recording is getting to the point where it's like you can make hit albums on an i like an iMac. You know what I mean? Like you can use GarageBand and get a million plays on Spotify. Like some artists do. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of all, I think all of them. You know what I mean? Like those bedroom guys. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, so. It's not very advanced in here. I, w- I don't want to give you a tour because you're going to see a bunch of shit on the ground and be like, wow, that milk crate just literally full of, like, newspaper cans. So hey, at least your milk crate is filled yeah. with stuff. Usually it's just like, oh, here's a chair. Yeah. <laughs> you we're doing pretty good over it's here, half, right? It's half empty, all right? Well, I, it's not half full. Yeah. Half empty. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hungover, hopeful, the new EP will be your fourth of official release and the second release this year what's the band what's your creative process when you're all working on songs together and how is this how has it changed with each new lp and ep uh now is like everybody prams into the shed like all five of us sitting on top of each other and we just fuck with ideas all day long till it's nighttime and we do that so many times nitpicking at everything and having a lot of fun and trying a million different things and that's why the new stuff's kind of like more chilled and nuanced it's been really fun doing that the other stuff's been like write it and then slap it together pretty quick and then learn your parts because we're taking that demo to the bigger studio and focus more on that so the last snacks album's kind of like more rock and roll like less you know layered less textured less nuanced just kind of like Cool song, cool hook. Let's can we play it well? Good. Can we do it in the studio? Great. Let's do it like that. So they're both kind of cool in a way, and I feel like the the first EP is more translating good live because we kind of wrote it to perform it, do it fast in the studio because you know we're poor and it's like I can't baby the drums all day. I gotta crank this shit out. Whereas this new stuff we're writing is like, oh shit, how do I play those nine parts I did live? It's also been different members. Like the first release was yeah. a pretty much a different band. Pretty much just Kyle and the I. The second band, the second release was just you two, and then Snacks. We've uh, progressively been adding, becoming, we've been yeah. blossoming. 
Yeah, new members too. Now we've got a keys player on this these new recordings, and it's just so nice. We actually have a song coming out in like forty minutes. No, it's out. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's ten. It came out seventeen minutes ago. Oh shit! Yeah, nice. Because it comes out at midnight, but it comes out at midnight Eastern time, ah. and it's already midnight in in the East. Mm-hmm. So I lied to all of our followers. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh yeah. It's online. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> song's online. Oh boy. But uh, that new song's got some uh, got some keys on it. it yeah, all all the stuff's got tons of keys in it now. It's so nice. It really helps out. I've been doing all the mixing, and it's like this ooey gooey mid layer that just makes everything sound nice without you know adding a bunch more guitar or mixing it's it's been a nice cheat code and he's also from newfoundland too so you can't have enough (laughs) cannot have enough newfies i love the silence i love the silence no it's just me just trying to yeah my my stupid brain i've been drinking a little bit so you know that's so <laughs> We don't drink, man. I'm trying to get some. Uh, and have you found with this release that it's been liberating not having to work with a producer per se? I know you, you guys have sent it off to, to for mastering from someone else because mastering is, the I believe the technical term yeah, is voodoo magic. voodoo magic. So The dark arts. Um, but, the dark arts. Yeah. I, what's it been like just having total and complete control over every detail of it especially since you have the time to you know you, you don't have the you don't have the um time crunch associated with it oh the time crunch is so bad we put such crazy yeah crazy deadlines on ourselves that like we used to do whole albums we did the snap or we did we did the green out ep in one day in the studio from setup Whoa. to drums everything singing and tear down in one 10-hour session so that sucks. It's not fun. Mm. And like pooing is a burden and eating is a burden. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you got to be tracking. I don't want to be eating a burrito. I want to be tracking. It's like, everything's a burden. Whereas here it's like, it's very liberating for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it definitely is not as sonically amazing. Or is it? I don't know. I'm it's awesome. It. It, gives it, it gives it a good, there's a good, good feel to it all. Yeah, and it's I, nice putting the putting the effort in these days. Like we used to just you know write a song in an hour and that'd be it. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've done a song in an hour. Holy moly, was done in an hour. Which I mean, we've had great success with with that as well. But now it's just like it feels nice to actually put some effort in and actually see people excited, <laughs> I, I keep, <laughs> excited to listen and and give us the feedback that we've actually put some fucking effort yeah. in. You know, I keep feels feeling rewarding. like I'm gonna get outed as a fraud. Like someone's gonna be like, wait a minute, these, these, that's not a real. St-. I keep feeling like they're one day they're gonna out me. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of terrifying for me. It's like, wait a second, this sounds like a shed that, in the that, forest. That's a shed. <laughs> they're a shed. You know what I mean? So, yeah. one day, it hasn't yet. People don't notice that I've recorded in the shed. You'll get outed by like what the one producer guy who gets into your comments, like, oh well, actually, yeah. the the community. <laughs> The, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't the know. Community. It's like one of those dreams where like community you're like assholes. underwater or something. You know, it's like a yeah, yeah. Like you, yeah. That kick doesn't sound really good. Next. That question. Yeah. That kick's not like my kick. Next. Yeah, just irrational fears, right? Like some guy like driving his car like this. This sounds like a shed. Next. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like that's uh, that's my. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, just yeah, so long as your snare doesn't like... sound like a trash can, I think you're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lars, man. Somebody, uh... yeah, Lars. I heard he came out recently and defended it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I I liked how it sounded. I'm Lars. Yeah, I know. I read. There was like an article on that. I, I, I did. I don't know why I clicked that clickbait shit, but I know the snare sounds like garbage, but I still read it. Sounds like absolute trash. And then these Lars like defends Literally. himself too. He's like, oh, I left the snares off by accident, but fuck it, I stand behind it. It's like, yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> have you, I don't want to get too down, uh, too far down a Metallica rabbit hole, but have you seen the Some Kind of Monster documentary? Man, it broke my heart in high school. We like all got baked behind the Tim Hortons and we're like, we're going to see the fucking Metallica movie. And we went and like, Uh-oh. my heroes are like in therapy crying and like Dave Mustaine's there like crying and like, <laughs> It's like, I'm sorry, I kicked you out of the band. It's like, I love you, Chan. I was like, what the fuck is this piece of shit? I was like, I thought they thought like they're gonna rock. Are they just crying the whole time? I guess as an adult, it totally makes more sense with like the dynamic roles and. But yeah, it broke my heart in high school. Totally. I guess I should be more light on them though. It's like a, probably a hard therapy session. Fair. I just I, I 
it, it might really be me just like you know being honest that like I've never been the the biggest Metallica fan in the world. I thought it was a hilarious watch, but maybe that's just because like yeah, we got to document the making of this like this album, and it's like yeah, and you, it's the yeah. worst album that you will ever release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And it, the movie sucked. Broke my high school heart, man. But uh, I don't know. I guess we don't have any like crazy bullies in the band. There's not like some like five year long initiation period where like you become an alcoholic and your life's ruined. It's like hasn't gone there yet. <laughs> I think we're all pretty level headed. I think that's one of the goals is like, okay, how can we not be like that band? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, we strive for that. How can we not be Metallica making St. Anger right now? <laughs> Snares on. How can we not be Guns N' Roses dealing with Axl Rose? <laughs> <laughs> well, we still strive to be that, so. Well, obviously to get we're to that level, but not dealing with any of that crap. Yeah, we want to make Montreal tear themselves apart. <laughs> <laughs> the riots, Montreal riots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Good drop. Yeah. Yes. Besides the obvious circumstances, uh, Oh, sorry. That was the different question. We'll we'll cut that. <laughs> um, you, you'd already kind of partially answered it. I was going down a, a different path. Right on. You can cut it. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. Woo. Yeah. Gotta get those out while you're cutting it. <laughs> the band's, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you've been releasing one song a week from Hangover. Yeah. Uh, Hungover Hopeful, leading up to the full release of the EP on August twenty first. What else do you guys have planned to promote it? Uh... I don't know. The internet. <laughs> we still have to finish two songs. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, have a, we have a song due next Friday. We have done it. We're like South Park. They're current, man. <laughs> like, if you're hearing a song on Friday, it was yeah, track it was... on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, plan, uh, we, we got we'll, our uh, big plan is to finish it. Um, number one, we have huge <laughs> plans for that. Yep. Definitely record it all. It's what we tried to do before the phone call, and it's. <laughs> We cha- This is the fourth fourth time we've changed everything. Yeah, this is yeah. which is good. We like it. But for promotion stuff, I would say we can't do much. We're playing like a some online streaming shows that we're kind of promoting, but like other than that, just using what we have. The as, internet. Yeah, uh, like Instagram followers okay. and stuff. We, we have a lot of those, and you use that uh, use those to, you know, when people share something, acknowledge them. Yeah. Shit like that really helps, you know, start shit turning. That's it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Not much. Not much not. at all. Using using Spotify. Spotify, is, we got added to a Spotify playlist last week. It did really good for us. Nice. For one of the songs. Nice. Um, yeah. Basically, we're just letting it go. We're just seeing if the people like it. And if they like it, they're going to share it. And not going to do too yeah. much for it, I don't think. I guess if they don't like the songs coming out, we can shift in real time. <laughs> if you know what Remix them. <laughs> like, shit. Okay. The song coming out in three days better not be like that <laughs> shitty one. Okay, Ska. Next, Next week is Ska. Next week is Ska. Yeah. Psytrance remix. This one's yeah. Jazz Fusion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you hoping fans get out of the Hungover Hopeful EP? Hmm. Um. <laughs> A view into our lives in all of COVID. I guess so. Yeah. That's nice. I guess a little view into how you're people make music during COVID is kind of cool. I'd like to hear um, like some of the artists I listen to is like, this is the stuff I did during COVID. Like this, like, you know what I mean? If they like identified the time frame when they did it, like this is how I spent that isolation weird part. That's kind of cool. Um, it, it's at least a little bit more unique to the story, but in terms of listening, I don't know. Uh, I hope they want to come see us live. And I hope they like the weird lyrics. I just hope they appreciated like the content as like as we're giving them as much as we can without playing to them, you know. Mm. And giving it a single each week kind of keeps everyone involved. And yeah, it's weird. Like I don't do it for anything from that. I just kind of do it because I like doing it. Yeah. I don't know. You just kind of release it and you're like, there, you guys have it. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I don't like it anymore. <laughs> you know, you, you forget about it. By the time it comes out, you're over it. So it's like I don't do it for them. Do yeah. it kind of for me. <laughs> I like being in the shed. No one can listen to it. I'm still going to make it. I think that's uh, i I'm a fan of the band uh, Wilco, and I know they that's a band that has not not so much a jam shed so much as a jam facility where they work. They probably, yeah, they, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they probably got like a silo. Right, and record everything, and I think they do like a, an annual auction of all the rare guitars and equipment that they have. Anyhow, um, 
I think Jeff Tweedy said in an interview that once he writes a song and records it, it's not his anymore. Like he doesn't even like give it that much thought. It's like, oh, it's oh, yeah. it's it's yours now. Have fun. Yeah, I don't. That that's totally it, man. I don't even listen to the stuff afterwards because like I just want to tweak more shit. It's like ah, bass is a little louder. You know? so I don't. It's done. Get away from me. Except live, then then it's on. <laughs> but I agree. I haven't had a chance to see you guys yet, and don't worry when we can again. I will. How much of your recorded material, like how different does it sound in a live setting? It's kind of might be a little hard to describe, but um, not too much. We try to keep it pretty true. We do a lot of like extended parts and make some things heavier. You know what just I mean? To like suit the live setting. If yeah. there's like a little solo, we'll like give it 15 extra bars in some songs and just really cut and make them a little heavier and lively. So we extend a lot of stuff, but it's pretty much as is. We kind yeah. of uh, record it live like that, so it's like pretty true to it, except for all the comedy antics in between songs. The music itself is actually quite a rehearsed little package. That's why I hate practicing so much. It's actually work. There you go. Outside of Vancouver, of course, there's pockets of great bands and artists throughout the, what I'll call broadly the Lower Mainland. Uh, you know, Sleepy Gonzales are from Surrey, Blaster from Abbotsford. I'm really stretching the definition of Lower Mainland. Um, though, Lazy <laughs> Ghost are the first band of note that I honestly have heard of from Whistler. Are there any bands in your neck of the woods that our listeners should be aware of? Um, not particularly full bands. It's like such a transient town that not a lot of the population actually gets together and does what we're doing and sticks around long enough, but there's always like the cover bands that get really big here doing their, like there's so many tourist bars. There's a bunch of cover bands and I'm not going to name any of them by name. Um, but in Squamish is doing pretty good. John's in a cool like side project called out East with Adam from our band. Uh, out East is the brand new thing. They just drop an EP and, their buddies Loam and Squamish are pretty awesome. Um, I've played a few gigs with them, but the Sea to Sky is pretty up and coming in terms of wide open playing field for original stuff. It's very bare. You know, we we bring up bands from the city to play with us in Whistler and, and Squamish and stuff too. Like I think we brought the Gins last to play with us in in uh, in Whistler, and that was an awesome show. And they're a really cool Vancouver band. So pillaged up here empty wide open moved whistler it's a gold prospector's hey dream. you've curbed the market as it were there's plenty of market <laughs> we would appreciate some company you know band like base amp bro yeah. yeah but yeah that, that, it's wide open it's you know it's a great creative audience up here that's waiting for you uh, are there any local bands or artists that you'd recommend we bring on the show for a future episode? And by local, I mean like, you know, probably more referring to Vancouver. Um, who do we know in Van? I don't know. You guys would know Van better than us. Um, we've, uh, we've, yeah, we've had we always, we we've always, heard of like Sleepy Little Gonzalez and who, who else? We, well, we used to play a bunch of shows know. with the Dead Zones that the are now, the, the now called Otto's Jacket. And they're pretty cool. And those guys are pretty tight. They're like, probably like three shows of them. And they're a sweet van band that kind of remind me of like Queens of the Stone Age. Um, Otto's That's Jacket. Sick. It would spell like Otto, like A-U-T-O. Simpsons joke. But I didn't know they changed. Yeah, I think they've changed. Maybe sick. they're still Dead Zones too. Um, beyond that, I don't know. We've just been kind of living in our own world for so long right now. We don't really have many homies that haven't moved on down there. We only, we've only been playing Vans so sporadically, too. Yeah. We just can't really get gigs down there for some. I don't know what reason. We just can't really seem to land a, a gig. Like, we have a couple of places that we do play, but uh, so any of the bigger places, it won't respond to emails. It's, it's odd. It's odd. It's tough to get in there. I don't I don't know what happens. What's that nice one that closed on... Uh, we played with Shred Kelly. Yeah, that was sweet. What venue is that? It's on Main... Not Main? Main? I don't know. We struggle in there. Cab... No... We played SBC. Yeah. That was weird. What was that? Uh, R.A.P. Yeah. It's bummed when Which that one? place got closed down. Oh, SBC. Oh, yeah, that place got closed down? Yeah, but that was pre-COVID. Um, I, I don't want to speak to... Oh, I didn't even the, know. I don't know the specifics behind that, but yeah. Right. 
Um, I forget what it's called. The Astoria? No, it wasn't the Astoria. No. Was... We played the Fox Cabaret once. That was fun. That was a nice venue. Fox is great. I like that one. Yeah, Billmore. No, it wasn't no. the Billmore. No, 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 the Billmore. Billmore is really nice but... too. That like stage wrapping curtain. Oh, it's a hotel. It's on Main. It's in Main Street. No, is it Main Street? It's not Main Street. Cross Main. It's near the Pacific uh, train oh. station. <laughs> I don't know. Is it a mushroom? I think we've deviated from the question. Cobalt. Yeah. Oh, Cobalt. Thinking you might Cobalt. Be. Cobalt. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. We like that place. That's the sh- that's the dingy bars we love. With that giant like seven foot tall stage. Yeah. That was cool. The bright lights. Yeah. Yeah, Cobalt was great. Yeah, yeah, man, I like that spot. There's nowhere good downtown to play in Van, eh? I saw the Dead Soft in Vancouver before. I think they're a Van band. They're pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a band I've wanted to have on the show. I love that band. They're out in Gabriel oh, yeah. Island. Uh, but that might be... You know right. rules? Yeah. Tanglers. Tanglers, yeah. Tanglers, yeah. I have them on the show. So yeah, those Did guys you? are sweet. Oh, cool. They've played some shows with us here up in Wiss. They're wicked, man. They yeah. the craziest live show. Oh, dude, yeah. just the yeah. the fact yeah. that like everyone in the band sings and they do like that multi part harmony. Yeah. Thing. Oh, it's so tight. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 a super fun time. I like them. There's not a lot of guys doing like surf rock style that I can think of, and they're like the one that sticks out. Just hit them up. Wonder how they are dealing with COVID. I don't know. Yeah, I should touch base with them to see if they've uh, got any new music coming out. They might be in the. A similar boat as you guys, where they're just working on stuff in yeah, lieu of anything I mean, else. I think everybody is. Yeah. There's so much music dropping, it's crazy. Helps keep me sane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's wicked. It's unprecedented. Tins over there? So, how can listeners check out your music and keep up with everything you're up to? Um, Social media. Instagram and Spotify is all I really have and use myself. So that seems to be all we really update. Facebook? All we, we don't even use Facebook. Like Facebook's we just dead. We make a post on Instagram and it's like share to Facebook. It's like two birds stone at once. Boom. Hey, hey mom, look at this. So it's the spill off, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't make, I don't know, yeah. You post a photo and it's like share to both. Share, like, share to both. Share to mom and dad book. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. And then Spotify, I don't know. We're not really like... We're not hounding on Twitter. Facebook barely good. use YouTube. Facebook Facebook's good for events. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Just it, honestly, just Instagram. I guess that's the most pre- where we have the most presence on. I guess just go do. to Instagram or Spotify if you don't want to deal with anything. Yeah, I don't know. Or iTunes, or Bandcamp. Yeah. It's just at Lazy Ghost for I everything. That was a boring answer. Yeah, at Lazy Ghost Band. There was a ghost band, sweet. Us. Yeah, no, it's just, just like, I, I ask this, I ask this question yeah. every time, just because it's like want to give people an opportunity to plug their pluggables, as it were. So, yeah, it, there's no other bands called Lazy Ghost, but there's a lot of people who liked the name for their Instagram handle and Facebook, and they'll just be like some dude, Lazy Ghost. It's like, oh, we're Lazy Ghost. I look at my band. truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at this fish I caught in these Oakleys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're really picturing a specific kind of guy here. Sorry yeah. if you uh, like fishing in Oakleys. I fish <laughs> in not in Oakleys. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to listening to the EP in full when it when it comes out. And obviously, I hope to see you guys live when we're allowed to do that again with any sort of regularity. Hell yeah, yeah man! Nice to meet you. You're gonna drink a beer out of a disgusting shoe. Uh, <laughs> you're you know what? Why not? Disappointed on your walk home. <laughs> you're very sad. Yeah, you always have fun. You're like, that was great. You put your shoe on. You're like, oh, my shoe's wet now. Oh, of course it is. If, yeah. So if I'm disappointed with my life choices the next day, that means I had a good night. I'm <laughs> yeah. hopeful. Yeah, that'll be us. That'll be us soon. I can't wait. We'll we'll, have, we'll hug each other in masks and wear a pirate yeah. suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on well I suppose this is goodbye now do we get to end it or do you <laughs> thanks for listening I'm your host James Olson Pacific Sound Radio is produced by Mark Lingelbach you can check us out on Facebook at Pacific Sound Radio Instagram at Pacific Sound Radio Twitter at Pacific S Radio YouTube at Pacific Sound Media our website is PacificSoundRadio.com and you can also check us out wherever you stream your podcasts if you like the show there are a few different ways that you can support it You can give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice that lets you leave reviews. You can share this podcast on your social media. 
and you can recommend the show in person from a safe social distance to your friends, family, and coworkers. If you know a local band or artist that you think should appear as guests on our show, let us know. Fill out the form on our website or send us an email to talkpsr at gmail.com.